Hey, Back to Plan fam, and welcome back to week seven, episode seven. I mean, we are going to jump right into this one because it is definitely not like last week's episode. Last week was definitely more calm, less intense, but this week, I don't even know where to begin. Me neither. We're heading right back into some drama, and I knew the calm just couldn't last for that long. We had one week of it. It was fun while it lasted, but now we're right back into the drama, the messiness, the couples, you know, trying to figure out if they're stable enough to last in their relationships or not. So, yeah, let's get this thing going and let's discuss. Let's debrief. Yeah. So we start off the episode on a happy note, I would say, because we see Joey that's at the bar and he's doing all these tricks and he's he's making everyone shots and it. It was very, it was really nice to see that, but it definitely was not uh, the theme of this episode. <laughs> definitely no. not that. <laughs> so not that at all, was, but that, yeah, that was nice while it lasted. It was cool to see him behind the bar, though. He must have experience in that because he had made a comment like, oh, it's so nice to be back behind the bar. So he must have bartended in the past. And at one point, he had racks of glasses on his arm. And he, they're somehow all holding and they're all intertwined and he's pouring alcohol on just the rims and it's somehow going in each glass and it was so sick and they all filled up the same level and he just starts distributing the shots. It was so cool. I was like, oh my God, like this is so cool. Like we never see Kevin doing stuff like that. I know. He just pours the drinks. I was like, okay, Joey needs to be behind the bar more often. Let's go. Like, I know. Like, let's go. I want to see more tricks. Yeah. We need to see a Kevin and Joey duo. Like, I think that would be a collab. Yeah. <laughs> the collab we didn't know we needed on this beach. Yeah. VIP collab. But yeah, so that's that's kind of how the episode started off. And then we really got into the thick of it. So we have a new arrival and it's Juan Pablo, another Latino, Juan Pablo. another Latino joining the group in paradise. So he actually pulls um, Anna and Maria. He also pulls Tessa, which mm-hmm. was very funny because yeah, he barely well, got a word in. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll get into that because he first speaks to Anna and Maria and both conversations go well. Um, he is vibing with Anna. They're both Colombian. So they even start speaking Spanish to each other and they're talking about where they're from and all that stuff. And they kind of view family the same way, relationships the same way. So good, lovely conversation. Same thing with Maria. He's like literally telling Maria where he went to high school in Colombia. And Maria's like, oh yeah, I know a bunch of people that went there. So I guess it was a feeling of familiarity for him. So that's why he connected with those two girls the most. But then, like you said, very funny when he starts talking to Tessa because yeah how long did he talk to her for maybe like five seconds 10 seconds (laughs) did not last long when joey saw that he decided to just take a seat and say where what did i miss guys what's up (laughs) like what yeah he literally was like yeah he literally was like where is she upstairs with him oh okay let me plant a seat next to them and you know kind of figure out what they're talking about so he literally interrupts and in the most like respectful way possible he's just like oh, i just want to see what you guys are talking about how's it going up here and you could tell that he was just so into tessa that the idea of even her talking to another new arrival he's like nope i have to put an end to this right now which by the way 
I love a protective Joey. We love a protective Joey. That's all I'm going to say. Yeah. The way he just couldn't even bear it. He's like, no, no, no. I need to go see what's up there. Like, why is she with him? I don't know. It's 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 giving protective boyfriend. It's it's giving security. And I loved it. I loved every moment of it. Like if I was in Tessa's shoes and I saw my man doing that, I would be like, yes, that's my man. Yeah. Because it wasn't, <laughs> it's not like overprotective. It's just like you get it was, that. It was cute. Of, yeah, it's really cute. And you're like, okay, you know, like he's really into me. So yeah, I mean, they speak clearly, there's not really much going on with Tessa and no. Juan, so he ends up taking Anna on the date, which Edward mm-hmm. gets a little bit, he's a little uneasy because, you know, he really had strong feelings for Anna, but eventually, yeah, they go on the date and they actually go go-karting, which was really cute. It looked really fun. That um, actually looked really fun. Yeah. Really fun. It's a fun date. If, if you're the type of person that likes to do activities, that's like right up your alley. The date that they went on with the go-karting, it was just really fun. Yeah. And like she was a little bit competitive, but it made the date like fun between them and then had something to talk mm-hmm. about and joke about. So it went really well. Um, then they had the after portion of the day where they just kind of got to sit and talk and definitely got a little bit intense. They did kiss. It, it, it Yeah, it got intense. It got hot. They kissed and Anna just goes on a rant about how certain emotions are unraveling from this kiss that she has with Juan Pablo and um it's 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 hot and heavy guys it was hot and heavy yeah and Edward is not having it like he he poor Edward I felt so bad because I feel like they didn't really show a lot of their connection they just showed the first date that they had so watching this back I just realized he his feelings are like so strong for her Mm-hmm. He really has it bad for her. And mm-hmm. I mean, obviously, yeah, she she knows that. She she definitely feels that pull towards him as well. But she's in a pickle, as everybody has been saying this episode too, might I add. Very popular uh, food <laughs> item yeah. mentioned. This episode is pickles. Because, yeah, she really gets herself in one. And you're right. Edward is swept away from Anna. He was the first one to talk to her when she arrived on the beach yeah. as a new arrival and uh he was kind of reacting a little bit like how austin did with chelsea yeah like that initial like oh my god i feel like i'm gonna freak out and it's funny because austin was actually the first person to go and talk to edward and be like bro are you okay like let me talk you into this like i went through something similar so i don't know i guess it just goes to show the way that the men are actually feeling towards the girls that they're trying to make relationships with and yeah, I think Edward must be falling hard for her. And it would have been nice though to see a little bit more of their connection developing. Yeah. I feel like maybe because they're both quieter people or more introverted people than the others on the beach, we don't get to see the connection build up to the point of where it's actually at. So I hope to see more of them next week too, because we saw a lot of them this week and it was like refreshing in a way. So I'm excited to see, like, okay, well, where is this going to go? Because Anna comes back and tells Edward, like, I want to keep pursuing Juan Pablo. And even though it's nothing against you, and even though I don't like you any less, I still owe it to myself to get to know Juan Pablo, especially knowing that we have some sort of connection, which I think I'm a little bit afraid is more lustful. I don't know if 
Yeah, I was going to say, especially the last scene that they showed them together uh, when they were on the daybed and, you know, Edward's kind of just looking over at them. I really feel like because she has that pull to Edward, if she always has him in her mind, I don't think it's going to go any further with Juan Pablo. I really think no. that it's just that initial intense lust feeling that she has with him. But with yeah. Edward, it's, it's like actually a new, something. It's like a new shiny toy. It's yeah. the same thing. Like they come in and they're showing interest in you. Well, you're going to want to show it back, you know? And obviously a lot of people on this beach are open-minded and they don't want to have a potential be wasted, yeah. you know? Like, oh, I have a potential with this guy that I'm attracted to. I want to pursue it. I don't want to waste it just because I'm tied down to someone. So I don't blame Anna in doing what she did. But again, I, it seems just a little bit physical with Juan Pablo. And with Ed, she even mentions, like, I'm attracted to his intelligence. I'm attracted yeah. to his emotional well-being. I'm attracted to the way that he carries himself. And when you think about it, if you're somebody that wants a relationship and wants to settle down for the long run, you should go for the one that you're more attracted to on an emotional level, on a personal level, because yeah. then you can grow together. Whereas if you're just going to pick the new shiny toy that you're having lustful fun with, is that going to be able to carry you throughout a relationship in your life? Well, not really compared to the one that you're comparing him to, yeah. you know? Like, yeah and ed it's been like a day and ed even mentions it's like a test again so that's like what we were talking about on our previous episode of the podcast testing is always happening on this beach and sometimes it's for good reason and sometimes it could lead to you know having to hurt someone but i think it was again a, just a needed test for anna to figure out if she's ready to go more along with ed or if she wants to stop that and jump onto things with Juan pablo yeah, I definitely think she's going to get her answer within the next few days for sure. Because you can you can tell, I mean, obviously she has this like good chemistry, but I, I think that she'll be able to to make that clear choice soon enough. So I think by next week, maybe we'll see her having to pick because there is the rose ceremony. So she is going to have to make a decision. So yeah, I was just going to say, I think the women have the power now, right? So yeah. by next episode, she'll have to figure it out. And if you had to make an assumption, who do you think she would lean towards next week? Honestly, I think Edward, just because of all the things that yeah. we said. Because I feel like that's another thing, too, is that it's getting really tricky for the new arrivals coming in at this point in time. Because it makes it almost impossible to build a connection with somebody. Mm -hmm. Because everyone who's been on this beach has been there for so long already. So you're jumping in and if you're already making pretty solid connections and people feel very solid in their relationships, it's very hard to turn heads and change things up. So that's one thing. And then I was even actually thinking to myself, I, I know this is how the show works where it's always either like men one week or women one week, but I feel like they should throw in like maybe like two or three men plus like one girl in the week, just to see like what would happen to see if maybe one of the new guys and one of the new girls who come in, Maybe they would have a connection. Like, I don't know if it'd be too many people mm. on the beach, but it's like, I, I don't know. I thought of that too, because sometimes it's like, they're all just friends and they don't want to let anybody down too, right? Like, I feel like Anna maybe feels the same way because he's a nice guy and they have this connection. She doesn't want to really like let him down. She feels bad, but it's the name of the game. That would that would be very interesting to kind of shake things up and have different people make the decisions on rose ceremony night. 
not just a certain group of either men or women yeah that would be interesting because i feel like all the couples would be double tested if they knew that that's what was waiting for them at the end of the night so that's an interesting theory who knows maybe one day that'll happen you never know (laughs) i'm just gonna say that everything that i've been saying so far has been happening on the the next episodes that we watched for the week so if this if we see this happen just give me a call like (laughs) (laughs) just please because i already said it we're gonna get into it later but the the dancing the salsa dancing we're gonna get into that um did i not call it last week i literally called it but anyway 100 percent. a lot of what we're saying is coming to life maybe manifestation works maybe we're proof of it (laughs) but that's all i'm gonna say i digress but anyways we digress yeah anyways (laughs) yeah so um, one of our top couples i want to talk about okay which is uh gareth and megan gareth and megan i personally have been wanting to see more of them i feel like they've been shoved under the rug because everybody just assumes that things are going well with them and i feel like we haven't been seeing much of mom and dad so in this episode i was like thank you now i get to see how they're doing and uh it's funny because like i said they're seen as the mom and dad of the beach but they have this conversation about the communication between each other and the debate at hand here really is is their communication off because garrett was describing it as it seems as though megan is like talking in riddles like what's happening because there's an off communication and is this something that they can hash out or not? I think that her their communication styles are different for sure. But even just the yeah, way they that are. they speak in general, she really knows how to explain herself and the situation. She articulates and herself. Yes, that's well. what I was looking for. She articulates everything so well. Mm-hmm. And it's not like a good or bad thing for him that if like he he doesn't necessarily speak that way, right? But mm-hmm. it's just that's just like how he is like he maybe he doesn't ever communicated with somebody like that mm-hmm. or whatever you know like he doesn't actually communicate like that or has somebody else speak to him in that way before so maybe for him it's it's new it's confusing it's eye-opening like we're not really sure but definitely didn't answer any of our questions about their relationship this episode so hopefully next week because again like I feel like the way that Megan was just looking at him it looked like she had like question marks around her head. And I felt the same way when I was looking at them because I just wanted more answers from them. I just feel like, yeah, we don't know what's going on. Exactly. So that's why I'm asking myself, well, this communication is so important in a relationship. And I feel like they're both old enough and they're both wise enough to kind of try to understand the styles that they both use. I hope so, at least, because that's going to be key for them to last in a relationship. Because if none of them understand each other's way of communicating, then I don't really think they can go far. But like I said, they're both wise. They've been through a lot, especially Megan. Uh, She was actually engaged before. So that's something new that we learned this episode. I didn't have any idea of that. So I also feel like that's why she's very articulate. She knows what she wants. And you know, having been engaged and obviously it didn't work out for her, like that's hard. And that really makes you put your guard up and put your walls up. And it really makes you not settle for anything less than what you want. So good on her for being headstrong and wanting to know 
how he is and wanting to know how he communicates and wanting to do things her way in terms of communication. So we're just going to have to see if it meshes well. Yeah, I think that for the time being, they'll be able to figure it out because she is really good at understanding her point of view and the other person that she's speaking with. So Yes, she resonates very well. She's very receptive. Yes, she really is. So I think that's why if they have to have this conversation, I feel like it will go well because she's one to just like really understand and like look at things as like objective as how they are and like, you know, I think it'll go well. Yeah, I think it it can be a potentially clear cut conversation with them as well that can lead to things that are positive for the both of them. Yeah. And um then we kind of have Lisa who's still stuck in this love triangle. I feel like it's been weeks and weeks and weeks that we're watching Lisa try to understand where she fits into this love triangle and she's trying to figure out both sides to both men that she has feelings for on the beach. And right now in this episode, she's just feeling confused, lost, stuck. And because of this attitude that she's developed of kind of not feeling 100%, Connor picks up on it. And now Connor's unsure if Lisa still likes him. And although that sucks, what's good is that Connor is still remaining very respectful of her. He gives her space. He tries to talk to her about, you know, if whether she's feeling anxious feelings or not, or she tries to take those negative thoughts out of her head and he tries to advise her with a different perspective or different methods of thinking and tries to relax her, which is super, super caring of him. And I think it demonstrates the way that he feels about her. But um, it's just, it's hard for Lisa to shake this off. And as much as he's asking, you know, how can I help? I think Lisa's scared. And I also think Connor's scared. And Lisa has a right to be scared. And so does Connor, you know? She admits that Connor's good on paper for her, but she just feels like she can't get there with him. And she feels like there's something missing. And I want to discuss if you think Lisa's really feeling like something's missing, or do you think... She's just scared of falling in love. I think it's a bit of both. Because she was between two men the whole time, she didn't get that chance to really go deep with one person and explore them like fully, to to really Mm -hmm. try to see the relationship through all the way because she was never really sure because, you know, Cole would tell her one thing and then they would realize, let's take a step back, let's let's try to focus on our other relationships and then they would go back and it was like this constant back and forth so yeah it makes you dizzy almost trying to figure out what's going on so especially with everything that happened with Cole now that she's trying to focus on Connor I feel like maybe she's trying to look for something that isn't really there that's why she feels like there's something missing but at the same time it could also be just that she's afraid of falling in love too because her first season didn't really go the same way so because each season something different happened with her she didn't fall in love in the first season so now maybe she's inching a little bit closer to it and yeah it's scary because you have to put yourself out there and like we've been seeing with the other couples it's not something that's very easy to do everyone is very guarded you don't know who to trust you don't know if someone's going to come in the next week and you're going to feel like your heart's ripped out like you don't want to feel that and that's why everyone is trying to keep their distance a little bit with everybody. And like, it's totally understandable, 
but it's just like it makes me sad it made me a little bit sad watching both of them because like I both love them individually as well mm-hmm. so and I just want the best for both of them like I was just, we just want them to be happy that's the yeah, thing like Connor was being so cute with her and like he was trying to help her and do that like breathing with her when they were sitting in the grass and like he's just so sweet even though obviously he kind of knew what was going on in her head without her even having to tell him but he mm-hmm. still took the time to be like let me let me just try to help you you're anxious let me like calm you down so much respect for him he's being very genuine with that and he's a smart guy so the fact that he's actually still helping her even though he knows that cole is in her head it says a lot about him you know a lot of people and might have just ran from that and been like here i am putting my 100 towards you and putting my energy towards you and i have to now help you figure out your emotions on the other guy that you're involved with like no I don't want to do that with you but he's doing that with her and again I think it just shows shows how much he cares about her and I also think Lisa is in the mentality of we're getting close to the end and now I have to hurt someone or figure out my feelings and I'm scared of doing that because in the real world that's not something I do all the time you know so I feel like she has that added pressure put on her shoulders which is kind of making her feel lost and stuck and all that stuff and she's also trying to figure out where she stands with Connor and she feels like she can only do it with Connor because of this agreement that she made with Cole last week of having to put him on the side and try to figure out what she has with Connor but as this is happening Cole is completely avoiding her and ignoring her and not even looking at her so this isn't adding any value to lisa's moods you know it's just making her feel worse and she says uh in an itm she goes i don't understand why cole is just acting like i'm not here or like i'm invisible i didn't do anything personally to attack him i didn't do anything wrong and that's 100 percent valid so To try and figure this all out, she approaches Sam and she tries to, you know, have a girl chat, you know, maybe for a change of things. Instead of talking to the men, I'll talk to Sam. And they chat about Cole. And Lisa, you know, she admits to Sam the things that Cole has said to her and how they've talked about their relationship being on a pause and not closing the door completely. And although Sam is receptive to all of what Lisa's saying, She's not 100% receptive. She's like 50-50. She's 50% receptive. And let's not forget that Sam is not trusting Lisa. She has not trusted her from day one. And she has this internal conflict with Lisa that's just blocking her from seeing things with Cole and seeing this love triangle, you know? And it's just not helping anyone. It's not helping Cole figure things out. It's not helping Lisa figure things out. It's not helping Sam figure things out. So it's a little bit of just massive confusion between everybody involved in this. Yeah. Like I was, I was so confused watching it back too. And then eventually Sam gets the date card and she asks Cole to go on the date with her and, you know, they go horseback riding, which was again, like just so beautiful the where they it were was, yeah. it, was, it was gorgeous you know and I and I feel like you can also see both of them like just calming down when they were in that environment because Cole also I found got like a little bit heated between everything that was going on as well so it just gave them a bit of time to just like come back down when they were on that date 
because you know they got away from all the noise and the drama and they had a serious conversation about them together after their horseback riding yeah and i i don't think it's a coincidence that sam got a day card on this specific episode because like you said i really think they just needed to get away from the noise and at first uh on the date it kind of went south because although it was beautiful and they had conversations up away from everybody else Sam admitted like you know Cole I am falling in love with you and Cole just spiraled after he heard that and he was like wait um no I'm not at that level with you I'm not there with you I'm not emotionally invested in that way like you are don't push me to use the l word so they kind of got in this dispute but then again once I think they realized that they were separated from everyone and they just kind of took in the environment that they were in instead of continuing to lash out at each other and not see eye to eye they kind of had a clear conversation again and um what was a bit strange was that like for some reason they had to talk about lisa for them to realize that they actually do like each other and they don't want to push each other away which i mean i understand it because like yes lisa's involved in the relationship because they were both you know on and off with cole but if i was sam and Cole told me that there's no chance I would be falling for you in this. There's This is a journey that I don't see me being in love with you at the end. And I'm falling in love with you. Me personally, I probably would have left. You know, like regardless of us, you know, throwing it under the rug and figuring it out and it's water under the bridge, even though we had a fight. The fact that Cole is not changing his mind on the idea of not falling in love with Sam at all by the end of this, and Sam is falling in love with him, that would be a major turnoff for me. Like, I probably would have walked away, regardless of me having strong feelings for him, if that's the energy he's reciprocating, even though we made up and everything, but he, he didn't change his mind on how he knows he's not going to fall in love with me here, then I'm not going to stay here. That would be my mentality, you know what I mean? Yeah, because also I found throughout the whole season it was just him trying to people please between Lisa and Sam. I feel like he fell so deep in that and telling them things that they both wanted to hear that, yeah, he just dug himself so deep into it. He just, he couldn't turn back from there. I feel like he told Sam maybe a little bit too much of his actual feelings. And then, I don't know, it's almost like he went back and he was like, okay, let me just like relax. Let me like calm myself down here. Like, I don't know, like he just, because it was like, it was perfectly fine after as if that whole argument didn't happen. I'm like, no, this is like a serious discussion. Like this is, What's going on? Like, Yeah, it was very hot and cold. It started off very heated and they got in a fight and they were literally about to walk away from each other. And then all of a sudden they start talking about Lisa and it's like, oh yeah, actually she was the problem and we do still like each other. It's just very childish. Yeah. It's giving high school. And I was like, I don't have faith in this. Yeah. Especially that I know Cole is turned off of the idea of falling in love here. And the girl just told you she's falling for you? Eh. Nah, I don't know. Th this is going to be something we're going to definitely have to wait and see because... Yeah, it's just... Your guess really is as good as mine. Don't know where mm -hmm. this is going. I don't think anybody it's... really knows where this is going. Like It's confusing, man. Yeah. But you know what's not confusing? Selena Matia. Selena Matia. <laughs> That is what's not confusing because that is what's not confusing, ladies and gents. Yeah, we're gonna keep this short and sweet. We are obsessed with them, no drama. Maybe next week, we're not there yet, so we're gonna live <laughs> in our moment and our 
delusional little bubble that they are just perfect and nothing <laughs> is wrong with them. And watching it back, I was just laughing because Joey said it best. He was just narrating also like the first half-ish of the episode and I, I was loving for it. But he had said- I was literally like, why is he coming for my job? Like he should <laughs> just take our mics and do our podcast because he was narrating everything so perfectly. I know, I know. Like even him jumping in, talking to Lisa and everything. And, and yeah, it was just amazing. But Joey said it best, you know, Matia's a bro, Celine's a chick bro. That's why it works. And there's no better way to describe <laughs> the relationship. It's so yeah, I 100% true agree. She's so laid back, doesn't care. Like she's like a guy's girl or I don't know what you want to call it, but she's just like one of the bros, literally. Like she just, there's no drama attached to her. Like she's, she's going with the flow. She's having a good time. I love it. I love to see it. I love them together. Like you said, just no drama and I'm obsessed with them. And I honestly think the key is because they became friends first. Whereas with a lot of the other couples, it's like this immediate spark. And then they just built off of that. Whereas with Celine and Mattia, it was more of like, a, okay, we're not even going to pay attention to each other. Like we have other interests physically, whatever, emotionally, whatever. Then it's like, oh, wait, why am I shutting myself off to you? Let me talk to you. And then weeks later, oh, wait, we're actually best friends and we're getting along so well. And we're talking about our feelings towards each other. And then weeks later, wait, we're more than friends. Like, let's try this out. Let's kiss. And then they're just really, really cute together. And it was cute during this episode when they were doing push-ups and he was like holding her, doing sit-ups with her. And then every time she would fall or he would get up on the push-up, they told each other, like, you have to give me a kiss. Like, it was just so cute. I love them so much. This is the couple we didn't know we needed, but we needed them. I know. Like, they make me so happy. I see them on the screen. I'm like, yes. Like, no drama like even though obviously we love the drama too i'm just like this is just some wholesome content that we need so wholesome yeah it's perfect but yeah. yeah we also had a few fun activities we had three this episode which i feel like we were lacking in the past few episodes yeah, and now like finally it. like we have like three <laughs> games so they the made first it up one, for sure yeah the first one was the tiktok challenge which i feel like i saw but then i forgot about it maybe because it was like last year but you fill the glass with water and then each team has to try and pour like a little bit more and have they basically have to make the water not spill out of the cup and whoever's team loses in this case has to do a body shot off of the losing uh, member of the team. So it was something to watch. I'm just going <laughs> to say like I, the my stress level watching the little droplets of water hitting the cup, hitting the water in the cup I would my I was like off of my seat. I was like, oh my god, who's who's gonna lose? Like I, the edge of your seat, you're like, no, 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 don't spill, don't spill, don't spill. Yeah, like when Sam I could just put that you. little, she like dropped it, and then you just saw the zoom of the water just like on the side of the cup. And Kevin's like, nope, nope, you out. Like, oh my god, oh my god, it was so funny. And I feel then, like I would be so. Actually, both of us would be so bad at that because we are so meticulous with things and the minute we would be too scared the minute that we'd see uh, some sort of drop like no no, no it, it would no it would stress me out there but what's funny yeah, but what's funny what's funny is that kevin kind of hosted it because he's like in charge of the cups and the drinks and all that stuff you know so 
he ends up crowning the winning team, but because he hosted it, he gets to decide who does the shot off of who. So then Kevin decides, you know what? Garrett's team lost. I'm going to choose Garrett from the losing team to take a body shot, not off of Megan. No, off of Austin. So Austin is just like, nah, Kevin, nah, nah. What you doing, dog? What you doing, dog? <laughs> and then eventually he's just like, whatever. He just opens up to the idea and he's like, whatever. I'm here to have fun, man. And it was just like funny to watch uh, Garrett, out of all people, take a shot off Austin. Like, what so yeah that was the the first activity that we saw and the second one was the salsa competition which oh that's what we spoke into existence our amazing girly megan of course we love a good dance oh my god i was obsessed i was watching this megan was was so good she's amazing she's so good she she needs to dance more i need more 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 more, need more of it but yeah i mean she started it off for everybody and then we see Anna, oh my God, busting out the moves. It was amazing. It was so good with Juan Pablo. And then she danced again with Edward. Oh my God. It I was, was like, amazing. that is an iconic queen. Like not Anna dancing with Edward and Juan Pablo <laughs> in front of each other. It was, <laughs> like, amazing. That was so iconic, but it was so it was good. Amazing. Yeah, the Latinos took over. They, yeah. they, they took over and so did Megan. So did Megan, and it was just so fun. And the Bachelor verse literally hurt us. And they were like, You guys want more dancing? Here you go. Sounds like a competition. Yeah. And the third activity was Truth or Dare. And things get very spicy with this one. Yeah. Um, yeah. so I mean, we see at first um Anna gets dared to give Garrett a lap dance. Um, and I was <laughs> dying laughing because Garrett was like, this was not her first lap dance. Like it just killed me too because Megan was just cheering her on. Yeah, it's, it's so awkward because like the two girls are friends and Garrett's just there like, um, I'm enjoying this, but I cannot let anyone know. <laughs> it was so funny. Like obviously it was like just a game. It was just joking around. So like it was all in good fun, you know? So uh, yeah, there was no hard feelings between the two women or anything, but yeah, it's like, yeah, Anna, that was... <laughs> Like, oh my god so funny everyone's just cheering them so on so funny those are the moments that i love to see though like garrett looked so uh, like he, his face was just red like a tomato like he was that so man like... was so happy in that moment <laughs> it was so funny to see him like that oh my god hilarious but yeah um then we see that there is um there's some <laughs> spicy drama um because we see that maria gets asked well, she pulls a paper and it's a truth and it asks. Yeah, yeah like a propose, propose, boom, boom, or exit, which is basically it. like uh, in the original game. It's like, who would you sleep with? Who would you marry? And who would you kill? Yeah. But they kind of like bachelorized it. Yeah, exactly. So there's a proposed boom, boom, and exit. And so this is kind of where things get a little spicy because she picks Joey to boom, boom, which Tessa does pick up on. And she does say that, you know, Maria was next to joey she was touching his leg the whole time and then tessa gets a little bit annoyed with all of that and i mean yes like you said it's understandable in the moment you don't understand why someone's touching your man's leg right so at first she decides to confront joey and you know she just tells him straight up like hey can you just like be defensive of me and kind of push her hand away next time like i want you to show that as my man that you don't want to engage in any of that and 
it was a nice conversation. I mean, I personally loved the way that they spoke. I liked that Joey reassured Tessa that he has her back. He reassured her that his eyes are for her and her only. And they kind of like apologized to each other about this whole thing. And Joey calmed her down in a nice way. Yeah, I really think that as much as these confrontational conversations suck, it's like important to have them because things are not always sunshine and rainbows either. And like, Mm -hmm. you're going to have instances where you have to talk about things that make you uncomfortable. And like, this is a perfect example, I think, because it was such a, like their communication meshes so well, I find. And this was just proof. Like they really did such an amazing job at communicating. And Joey was so calm with her. And he's like, don't worry, don't worry. Like, relax, you know, like I got you. And like, that is such nice reassurance to have, especially that it was like right off the bat. Mm -hmm. And yes, exactly. I've definitely like, we've never seen him like this on season one. So it was just so nice to see. And uh, once she confronts Joey, she also says, you know, I want to bite the bullet and I want to confront Maria as well. Like, I want to let her know how I felt about her actions. And unfortunately, I think between them, so much drama blew up just because there was just bad communication between the two women. And again, it's this debate of trying to understand both sides, right? You know, Tessa's trying to say, hey, girl, don't put your hand on my man's legs, especially when I can see you, you know? And Maria's trying to say, I'm so sorry. That wasn't my intention. I respect both of you and your relationship. It's not malicious. It's just out of habit for knowing him for so long. So it's just a question of trying to understand each other's perspectives, right? If as a viewer, we can understand both sides, but in the moment between the two, I think they're just both really trying to defend their point of view. And unfortunately, that can lead to some bad communication between each other. You know, like, especially the fact that like, he didn't really bat an eye at the whole situation. And it's totally like, you know what, it's fine. Like, that is exactly ultimately at the end of the day, the thing that matters the most is your connection with that person. Of course, mm-hmm. the external things and like noise and other things around surrounding your relationship. Yeah, it's going to bother you and it's going to test you and it's going to try to do all these things to you. But the bond that you create between the two people is the thing that's the most important. And again, it's it's like what Megan was telling Tessa when Tessa was trying to speak with her on how to confront Maria and, you know, Megan was telling you, like, yes, you're most probably going to be getting a reactive response from her. And like, that's totally normal. And it's fine because it just happened. And maybe it's a little more touchy. And again, like everybody reacts and communicates in different ways. So, yeah, it's very hard, especially when you're in this environment. You don't know everybody's communication styles. They're not going to be coming up to you and telling you how they want to be spoken to and how they want to be heard. So it is yeah. challenging. It's very difficult. And in the heat of the moment. That was how they tried to communicate. Obviously, it ended up being a little bit explosive and reactive. Can we blame them? Really? Not really. No. Yeah, it was a sensitive topic. So it's it's difficult things for both of them. Like, I was looking at this from both of their point of views. So, yeah, it's 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 hard. It's hard. And I think it's really important that you mentioned that the bottom line is between how this affects you and the person you're in a relationship with. And I feel like that's what we need to concentrate on is at least Tessa and Joey were able to confront each other about it and do it in a healthy way because it could have gone south so quickly. Joey could have gotten defensive of Maria and said, oh, but we're just friends and we do this all the time. And, 
you know, that wouldn't have been a response that would have communicated well with Tessa. Whereas Joey right away, because I think he's so caring of Tessa, he just heard her out. And he's like, you know what? You got hurt from it. I should have maybe reacted differently to what was going on during the game. And I'm sorry. And you can rest assured that that's not going to happen again with me. And that's what I really liked to see. I mean, yes, there was drama aside from that. But what matters is that the couple didn't break up or the couple didn't like have some sort of major fight because of it. Yeah. That's what I liked to see. Exactly. Like ultimately, that's what you want to see. The way that they resolved that problem was so attractive. I'll say that between the two Mm -hmm. of them. Like, Mm -hmm. (laughs) I know what you mean. I know what you mean. Because it's, it's, unfortunately it's like refreshing to see that because most people won't be that level-headed and calm when they're trying to figure something out because obviously yes when they were showing them playing the game and like you just saw them sitting next to each other it just looked like friendly I'll be honest like my opinion I didn't really see it like that and then Tessa did mention that so I feel like especially in the moment Joey also made nothing of it too right he wasn't thinking Mm -hmm. in his head like oh yeah Maria like whatever like he wasn't so it really was just something that was like a friendly thing and like yeah she said that she didn't even think twice she didn't realize what she was even doing so that's like that's it is right so again like it's just a little bit of like a clash i guess with 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 tessa and maria here in the situation it's different people it's different personalities it's different reactions and what the bottom line is, is that you should prioritize having respect for each other. So you know what, like exactly. maybe you had a drama about it and it didn't go well and nobody understood each other's perspectives and everyone was so defensive of how they felt. But in the long run, what matters most is just at least Tessa was honest with her and at least Maria showed respect and said, well, I do respect you guys as a couple. Like I'm not trying to get in between you guys. Exactly. So hopefully they can carry on from there. Ultimately, it just comes down to the relationship between each couple. So, yep, exactly. You know, there you go. Obviously, yeah. I hope that everyone just kind of has like this mutual respect for each other at the end of the day. Obviously, this was filmed last year. So, we still don't really know as viewers what's happening, what's going to happen uh, at the end of the season. So, mm-hmm. yeah. But I mean, was a lot of drama, a lot of drama. Yeah, a lot to unpack there. But another thing I want to unpack before we finish this episode is our favorite moments. So I want to ask you, what was a moment that stood out to you? My favorite moment of the episode was Tessa singing just to try to uplift everyone's mood at the Mm -hmm. bonfire. It was just so beautiful. It was a song that, you know, she wrote herself with her brothers, I think she had said. And it was just it was so sweet that she just wanted to share that with everybody and Mm -hmm. her talent is just insane i do like the way she sings i find she sings with like a whisper in her voice like it's just so calming it was really cool like you don't hear that type of voice style a lot like i didn't expect that from her she had such a a soft spoken whisper tone i was like go off tessa oh my god guitar and like but also Mm -hmm. i feel like even just her being vulnerable and singing that song and sharing it with everybody during yeah that takes a lot yeah like everyone was so stressed also and she was just like you know what i'm gonna calm everyone down i'm just gonna play a song and we're all yeah it takes a lot to do that yeah it takes Mm -hmm. a lot for her to do that and just the way that joey was just like staring at her and can we talk about that please oh my god 
like, the way he was just infatuated watching her and when she was strumming some chords he knew what the chords were and he was like doing it too with his hands and his fingers and i was like oh they're so in sync like this is so cute they're so <laughs> we cute. love they're so cute we love and what was your favorite moment me it was i think Celine and matia debriefing the couple statuses like at one point in the episode they're just chilling like under the blanket and they're like so where are megan and garrett at or like so where's anna and juan pablo at and where are chelsea and austin at and again it just reminded me of the type of relationship that i love watching which is the one that you know goes from friends to lovers and it's just so natural between them and it was funny because they gave perspectives of like the couples that they've been living with for so long and uh, again I feel like it was another glimpse of like those silly moments that we get glimpses of but we don't see fully like I would have loved to actually see them debrief every single couple but we only saw it for a couple seconds but um, I don't know it was just really like a genuine moment I felt like watching them discuss that stuff it was like they forgot that there were cameras around them you know yeah that's the best type of connection that yeah exactly oh i can't get enough of selin and matia it was just really unexpected it was it was unexpected but yeah like we have love for everybody and every couple and like we just hope that everyone can obviously find somebody to at least leave the beach with or just Mm -hmm. not not necessarily an engagement but at least just have a relationship even if them. it's a relationship yeah or like a friendship or something i don't know it's 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 was filmed a year ago right so there's so much that can happen in a year and it's gonna be really interesting to see how this all ends i know i honestly i feel like with where we're at right now we don't even know things can change by next week so yeah, and they probably will <laughs> yeah they definitely no, they definitely they will they definitely yeah, will never mind probably no definitely they definitely will yeah <laughs> But yeah, I mean, so that's all for us for this week. But please stay tuned for next week because we're going to be debriefing everything so that you can stay in the know. So please subscribe to our podcast. You can find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Google Podcasts. And give us some five-star reviews because we are your favorite Bachelor in Paradise Canada podcast. If you want to interact with us as well, we are so obsessed with talking to you guys and we love it so much. You can find us on TikTok and Instagram at The Batcha Plan. Give us a follow, slide in our DMs, and we can talk and we can discuss. Yeah. So thank you so much for listening again, and we'll talk to you guys next week. Bye. Bye.